This thing is recording. It is recording. Radio Shack. Tape recorder is the Radio Shack. Tape recorder the Radio Shack. Tape recorder. It is recording this fucking podcast. It is recording this fucking podcast. It is recording. I got Sadie Dog next to her. We'll keep tabs on how many times she jumps off the couch and jumps back on. Uh, looking over the cat tree, I do not see the cats. So, <laughs> you guys know what that means. <laughs> they are upstairs, shitting on my bed. Taking a big old dumberino. <laughs> I gotta do a lot of laundry in this house, everybody. But uh, how was your day, everybody? How was your day? Was it a good one? I sincerely hope it was. I know it was a good day if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan. If you are a Cincinnati Bengals fan, uh, I hope you aren't not a dick. <laughs> there was a lot of dick Cincinnati fans on Twitter, but... I hope you're having a good day. Why? Because today is Monday, January 23rd, 2020. Trace. Hopefully you had a good day at work, good day at school, good day doing whatever you do. If it wasn't, have a beer, go to bed, wake up, tomorrow's Tuesday. There you go. Pretty simple. Listen to the wise words of Stu. <laughs> Usually revolves around swearing or having a beer. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, I mentioned the Bengals. Uh, big Buffalo Bills fan for those. If you're new to the podcast, uh, I'm Stevie Callis, your host. I used to be a comedian. used to be a social worker. Now I just, I'm just making a lot of mistakes. Uh, I've had a lot of jobs over the last couple of years. A lot. And today was actually uh, my first day of uh, non-employment. I left my job on... Uh, Friday? I, I gave my two-week notice on Thursday. But then the guy on Friday was like, you know, if you just want to end, it, we're okay with it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, slow gas leak. That works for me. Because uh, this uh, Wednesday, I got to do some stuff for a new job. Thursday, some more stuff for a new job. So hopefully Friday or the following Monday, uh, we're, get, we're getting back into the swing of things. So... Uh, but yesterday, uh, I'm a big Buffalo Bills fan. Yesterday, the game was awful. I'm not going to talk about it here. I did a podcast yesterday. I did a freebie yesterday. I normally do freebies on Mondays and Thursdays. But I did a freebie yesterday where I just talked about the game and what happened and what I saw and whatever. Uh, so if you, if you care, go listen to it. It's just me ranting about the Bills. If you don't give a fuck about any of that, don't go listen to it. But if you do, go listen to it. So I think it's like for 35 minutes or whatever. Listen to it or not. Whatever. What Do I care? No. Is this my job? No. Do I enjoy it? No. <laughs> I lie. I do. I enjoy this podcast more, more than I should probably. Uh, I also smashed a table yesterday. I gave it the old Buffalo Bills try. Uh, yeah, at least yesterday, and I did it very half-assed. If you're interested in seeing that, uh, it's on my Facebook page, and uh, I posted on Twitter as well too. You can check it out if you want. Uh, I did. The reason I even bring that up is because I talked about the cat sitting on my bed. Um, I got shit all over my shoes <laughs> from the backyard, from where the dogs go and take a dump. And I am not good 
about going out uh, in the backyard in the winter and picking up shit. <laughs> and the weather was weird over the weekend. It was snowing, it was warm, it was snowing, it was warm. And unfortunately, apparently when I uh, smashed the table, uh, it was warm. Because <laughs> just I had all sorts of dog shit all over my shoes. Gross. Fucking dogs shitting everywhere. Why do you guys got to shit everywhere? Fuck. Ungood. So I didn't have to shit to do today. Ah, fuck. I did have to go to the post office. I sold some shit on Macari. I've had a bunch of people lately that are like, hey, where do you get all your sports shit? And I'm like, well, I just find it. I kind of, you know, for a long time I was sort of doing... Uh, Google searching, and I was finding auction lots, and I was buying things cheap with the uh, the plan of flipping it and making a little bit of money. You know, just it was kind of like a hobby slash. Oh, I can make a little bit of money from this. Great. Uh, and you know what I've made? A, a little bit of money. I'm not good. I would I would be better off doing a job like Uber or Shipped or some shit like that. But instead. I choose to uh, buy sports memorabilia. And so what? I sold a Carson Wentz jersey. I had two Carson Wentz jerseys, and I sold one. Great. I got So I got... What the fuck was that? I got one Eagle jersey left and the other Carson Wentz jersey. I got no Bengal shit. I got no Chief shit. And I got a lot of San Francisco shit. So what does that tell me? San Francisco fans are shit. <laughs> what do I got? I got a, a hat, a Colin Kaepernick jersey, but that sucks because it's a, a women's jersey, a woman's jersey, and it's small on top of that. God damn. Uh, San Francisco Niner button, but it's still in like the package too. It's weird that a button came in a package. And then... Uh, there was something else that I had that was kind of odd. Uh, hat, Kaepernick, button. I don't know, whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Fuck. I don't know who's going to win. I think it's going to be the Niners. The Niners and the Chiefs. I think the defense will be too much for the Eagles. And I think just because the game is in Kansas City. Cincinnati's a beast. They beat the fuck out of the Bills yesterday. Can't say shit about that. The Bills played like ass. Bengals won. But so, God knows. But yeah, I do think it'll be the Niners. I'm kind of tossed on the uh, Chiefs-Bengals, but I think Chiefs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Chiefs. And I, kept, I, bet, I made a bet on the game, and I fucking lost. Uh, cards. I, I bet cards. I keep losing. The goddamn Bills don't do it for me. Even when they win... They're not covering the spread. <laughs> so I still lose. I'm like, fuck! God damn it. The, the guy, I'm really pissed because the guy who I was betting with on the Dolphins-Bills playoff game, he had some really nice Buffalo Bills cards he was going to give me if the Bills won. And uh, you know who has them? Not me! <laughs> not me! He's probably selling them. I'm like, fuck! God damn it. So I got a lot of shit on Macari. Sports shit on Macari. On Macari! And I sold that Wentz jersey. You know, I had a guy this morning. I got a Mark Brunel jersey. Mark Brunel was a, a, probably one of the best quarterbacks for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Probably would be considered the best quarterback for the Jaguars up until T. Lawrence, T. Law. If T. Law continues as he's doing, he, he will be. But... He hasn't played for the Bengals in like 20 years, right? So, about a, so I got this Beng or a Jacksonville Jaguars jersey. It's at least 20 years old. So it's it's a vintage jersey, as they like to say. And uh, on Macari, you, you have all the pictures. And I like to take as many pictures as I can so everybody's got a good view of what the jersey looks like. I had six. Um... And this guy, he was asking me questions, and he's like, are there any stains or holes in the jersey? And I was like, did you look at the pictures? Because sometimes I think people aren't even looking at the pictures. I'm like, did you look at the pictures? No. 
There's not. Look at, there's six pictures. Go look at, there's none. And you, you're able to write a description of it. So in the description, hopefully the seller would go, hey, there's a rip, there's a stain. I mean, I know I do on some of the stuff I have. There's If there's like a little hole, little stain, I mention it. Because I don't want to sell someone something and then have them complain about it. It's a fucking pain in the ass. So this guy's asking me, he's like, oh, does it fucking, does it have any stains or hole? No, fuck asshole, look at it. And then, uh, so I just went and I looked. My jersey is by far the cheapest on both Macari and eBay. It's not even fucking close. It's not even fucking close. I'm like, God damn it, dude. Fucking, Christ, you're paying $25 for a fucking jersey. That's vintage. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking... Like, you can't... If you were to walk into a store, guaranteed you're going to spend $50 plus, probably closer to $100 on a fucking jersey. God, people just... I get that everybody wants to get a deal, save a buck, whatever, but fuck me and fuck you. Just realize something's a good price. Fucking pay it. Whatever. 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 <sighs> Namaste. <laughs> so, since I had the day off, I, I really wasn't doing a ton. Just putzing around the house on social media way too much. I'm on Twitter, the most of the three. And, um... Unfortunately, the people that I follow, the majority are Bills Mafia fans, and so many people were just losing their fucking mind. I think it's real easy to be reactive, right? When something bad happens in your life, it's real easy to be like, fuck this, fuck you, fuck your mom, you motherfuck. I, and I get it, right? You're very reactive. But you got you to gotta step back from it. Breathe a little bit, Right? Don't don't go fucking crazy. Take a step back. Look at the bigger picture. Uh, look at everything. And then, you know, maybe a day later, then you, you fucking can gather your thoughts and be whatever this or that. And then if you're still like, fuck this, fuck that, fuck your mom, well, then, then there you go. There you go. Um... So it was kind of, it was, uh, it was not a fun day for me just scrolling through Twitter it was not very positive. Uh, you know, me as a guy, like, I'm Bill's Mafia, but I'm also football cards. I'm also dick jokes. Not necessarily in that order. And I wasn't getting any cards, really, and I wasn't getting any dick jokes. I don't get too many dick jokes anymore. The algorithm on Twitter, for me, has kind of eliminated uh, the good majority of whatever comedy buddies I, w I am following. I don't, I don't see their posts anymore. And I, I can't necessarily say if that's good or bad. It's just weird. And, it, and it's changed, too, because a lot of the people that I did interact that were Bill's Mavi people have kind of gone away. And a lot of that has had to do with, uh, or, or coincided, at least, with Elon Musk taking over. So I don't, I don't understand how the algorithm works or why it works or how it's trying to manipulate me. Because we all need to remember, everybody, everything is about money. And everything is about manipulation, right? If it's if it's uh, not about money, it's about money. <laughs> right? And that's why I want you to subscribe to my Patreon. Just five bucks a month. And you get way more podcasts that way. And if you subscribe to the Patreon, it means I can pay my rent. <laughs> or mortgage. I guess I technically have a mortgage. Ugh. So do that. I'm not trying to manipulate you and make money. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Uh, so what I did is um, I watched the second episode of The Last of Us on HBO. And uh, that's the new, the new television show that's based on a video game. I had never heard of the video game. I... I don't play video games. I don't give a fuck about video games. If you play video games, good for you. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm not judging you. You do what you want. What do I know? What do I know? But I'm watching it. I'm watching it. And all I'm thinking is, this fucking thing has ripped off Walking Dead. That's all it is. 
instead of zombies, it's just like creatures that are fucking ruled by fungus. Fungus takes over human bodies and it turns them into zombie-esque creatures. You, and if you try to tell me I'm wrong, fuck you, fuck your mom. It's, they're zombies. So I'm watching, you know, and it's like, oh my God. I mean, I'm not spoiling anything because it's based off a video game. But it's just basically, it's like this girl, there's something in her blood that prevents her from getting infected, right? Oh, oh my God. She's got the super blood. Holy fuck, she's got super blood. We got to get her to the doctors. It's crazy that the doctors live on the other side of the country. And so now we're going to have to track through the whole fucking country to get her there safely so that they can come up with a fucking vaccine because she's got super blood. <laughs> right? Jesus Christ. Like this shit hasn't been done before. It's like, hey, look, we got fucking Quantum Leap, Magnum P.I., uh, what's the other dumb show? Night Court. All that shit's on television right now. And I'm just like, what fucking century is this? <laughs> so I'm watching. It's entertaining enough. I'm not going to lie. It's in, it's okay enough. But I'm just like, how is this different than Walking Dead? It made me want to go back and watch like the first or second episode of Walking Dead. And just go, how is this different? All right. It's just like, oh my God. Weird pandemic. Uh, everybody's massacred. People are turning into monsters. How are people going to survive? All right, whatever. Fuck, fuck me, fuck you. Uh, but I didn't. I did not go back and watch The Walking Dead. Instead, what I did is I, I went back and I was reviewing a show, re-watching a show that I watched a long time ago. And I think there's like six seasons of the show. And I watched, I think, like three seasons of it. And I was just like, and everybody raves about it. Everybody's like, it is literally the greatest show of all time. And I'm not talking about Breaking Bad. I, I, I might argue Breaking Bad is the greatest show of all time. I might argue that. I would not say the show that people continuously tell me is the greatest show of all time is. It's, I, I find it to be poorly acted. And um, the storyline's just fucking a little convoluted. A little outrageous. It's an old HBO show. Uh, early 2000s. So I think it was probably like 2002 to 2008, maybe. Something like that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about The Wire, that cop show based in Baltimore. Omar and all that. That's Omar was the only character that I remember because everybody was uh, afraid of this guy, Omar. And Omar was just this guy who, he was an outlaw, but he robbed outlaws and he didn't give a fuck. And he just walked around and he whistled. And uh, he had a shotgun, and everybody was afraid of him. And I could never figure out why everybody was afraid of this guy. <laughs> All right, he's got a shotgun. But you know he carries a shotgun. Fucking hide somewhere and shoot him in the head. Fuck. Christ. Omar. And Omar was uh, gay. And so I think people like the character because he's just this weird, gay, African-American character. Uh, but I still was like... I don't know, whatever, whatever. The cops were all bad. For the longest time, there really wasn't anyone in the show that I particularly cared for. I'm re-watching the first, episode, the first season, and there are two cops in it who just keep beating up this one drug-dealing character. But the, 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 the character they keep beating up is a 16-year-old kid. He's a 16-year-old kid, and they just keep beating the fuck out of him. Now, is he a mouthy 16-year-old kid? Yeah, he is. But they're supposed to be cops. and they're But they just beat the shit out of this kid. I'm like, what the fuck? And he, of course, he's way smaller than both of them, too. It's, I don't know, whatever. So, uh, I've been killing the day in my brain cells watching that fucking show. And uh, I'm going to, if if it starts to suck again, if I get through season three and I'm like, what the fuck? 
Because everyone's like, it's the greatest. It's the greatest. I'm like, when? When does it turn into the greatest? When I was watching Breaking Bad, literally the first season, this is the greatest show of all time. Uh, Walking Dead, this is the greatest show of all time. Until maybe like season four. Then I'm like, oh, God, this is dumb. Uh, Better Call Saul, greatest show of all time. Like right off the bat, a lot uh, shows need to hit me pretty goddamn quick. Or I'm going to be like, fuck this. Tell me, I'm interested in knowing what shows you watch where you kind of like, all right, I got to sit through this. I know I, I'm going to sit through this, but I know it's going to get better. I know it will. I mean, what do you, what do you guys, what, what is that for you? I mean, it's usually like a drama. You don't sit through like most comedies because comedy shows are usually like one episode is like the one episode. A ton of the shit doesn't necessarily bleed into the other episodes, but I'm curious. Let me know. Let me know. So when I went to the post office, I also, there's a, um, there's a key store, a key lock store, locksmith store, uh, Boston Square Key, I think is what it's called. I live in, near Boston Square in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I go in there, uh, Stu, why did you go into the lock place? I'm like, well, because uh, the fob key on my car is dead and it's not the battery because I changed the battery and the batteries fucking didn't work. So I'm like, I got to get a new fob key thing. Because, and normally I wouldn't give a fuck because I can still open my doors with my key. But I can't, for whatever reason, I can't open the trunk with my key. It doesn't work. And there's no, like, lever on the inside of the car for me to open it. And at some point between now and when my car ever dies, I'm going to need to open that goddamn trunk again. So I went in and like, hey, can you guys... Give me one of these. <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, sure. And she goes and looks, and then she comes back, and she's like, oh, no, we can't. I'm like, oh, you, yeah? And she's like, yeah, we don't we don't have any. I'm like, okay. And then her coworker slash husband, I guess, comes over, and he's like, yeah, there's one right here. There was one right there on the desk in front of her <laughs> that she missed. But uh, apparently that one wasn't correct either. I got a four-button fob key, which I would assume all of them would have four buttons, right? You got, like, lock, unlock, trunk, and uh, all of them seem to have, like, the, 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 the alarm button, right? So they got to order it. So I'll be getting one. I'll, I'll be a fucking a full human being again with my goddamn car. Uh, I feel like such a fucking loser. I got so much going on in my life that I would not think I'd be fucking dealing with as a middle-aged man. I would have thought I'd be done with this shit. I had the game yesterday when I was watching the Bills game. A guy that I went to high school with uh, came out. He lives in the Grand Rapids area too. It's very strange. Like how ran Like I grew up outside of Buffalo, New York. And now there's two of us who went to the same high school. We graduated the same class, both living in Grand Rapids. How random is that? We, I moved six and a half, seven hours away from home, and so did this guy. Very, very weird. Uh, but Mark is, is much more successful in life than I am. <laughs> he's a doctor. He's fucking, uh, he's married. He's got kids, twin twin daughters that are going to college. One's going to Michigan State. The other one's going to Michigan. He's fucking, he's fucking crushing it. And he was, he was a, he's a triathlete too. He's doing full Ironmans. I used to do it. I don't do them anymore because my fucking blood clots and shit. God damn it. He's crushing life. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> uh, it's weird when I compare myself to others because I always lose. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Fuck! Where are the losers in my high school? Why don't they live here? <laughs> uh, I'm sure Mark has never uh, had a problem with his car key fob. 
I should get a hold of him. Hey, Mark, um, have you ever had problems with your car fob thing? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I got one where I just stare at it and it opens up because it reads my eyeballs. Oh, shit. <laughs> you fancy. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was good to see him, though. I, Mark was not a dude that... Um, I have probably spoken to Mark more... Oh, well, I definitely... I spoke to him more yesterday than in the entire time uh, in high school. I think I was probably in only in one class with Mark in high school. Mark was a very bright individual. He was probably top 10 in my class. I was in the middle. I was probably at top 120. <laughs> I graduated with about 300. I was in the middle somewhere. I was somewhere between 100, 150 probably. Not good. Average. I was very average. Fuck. But it was good just talking with him. Talking with him, catching up, talking about some people, how his life was going, how my life was falling apart. <laughs> All good. All good. Mm -hmm. All right, what's going on in the world? What is happening in the world, everybody? I saw this. And it, it involved two individuals that I don't particularly care for, either of them. Um, it involved a television show that I never... I didn't watch when it came out originally. I watched it, I think, in uh, repeats. And I can't even tell you why I watched it in repeats. But uh, talking about the one and only uh, Miss Pam Anderson and Tim Allen, who were on that television uh, Home Improvement all right. Did you guys watch that show? I, um, like I said, I only watched like it in repeats. I never, it never went out of my way to watch it. Pam Anderson uh, played the Tool Time Girl Lisa, and apparently she was in twenty-three episodes from nineteen ninety-one to nineteen ninety-seven. You know, she had already been. Uh, a successful uh, playmate, Playboy playmate. She was probably doing Baywatch at the time as well, too. I mean, everybody knew who the fuck she was. Fuck, she was probably more famous and, and popular than Tim Allen was. Uh, I would think. Maybe I'm wrong, but... But Tim clearly was the star of the show. And uh, apparently the... Um, the first time that she was there to do the show, she is now making uh, allegations that uh, Tim Allen showed her his wing-wang. <laughs> she goes, on the, on the first day of filming, I walked out of my dressing room and Tim was in the hallway in his robe. He opened his robe and flashed me quickly, completely naked underneath. This is all from a book that she wrote. Uh, which is coming out January 31st, if any of you give a shit. Uh, of course, and there's always got to be drama, right? I mean, this is just drama to dig up interest in reading the book. I mean, would you guys buy a Pam Anderson book? I might buy it if when it's in, like, the discount bin. If it was, like, $4.99. Originally, $39.99. Now down to $49.99. Or maybe you get it as a paperback or something. I'm not going to buy it. Uh, but he continues, uh, she says, he said it was only fair because he had seen me naked, and now we're even, and I laughed uncomfortably. Now, Tim, through his uh, representatives, uh, saying that it never happened and that he wouldn't do such a thing. Um, in this story, in this instance, I'm going to believe her. I'm going to believe her, right? Um... It seems totally within Tim's character uh, as a human being, as a comedian. I mean, that's the kind of guy that he sort of portrayed, you know, on, on his shows. He portrays kind of like this uh, chauvinistic, manly man kind of thing. Um, and I truly believe that's really who he is as a dude. 
Do I think that he did things, like, uh, maliciously? No, but I think he was being, like, cheeky about it. Like, oh, I've seen your hoo-ha in your ta-tas. Now you're going to look at my wing-wang, right? And, you know, very cheeky with it all. Uh, so do I believe it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Tim should just be like, yep, yeah, I did it. I'm dumb as fuck. Of course I did. <laughs> she, I, everybody and their mom has seen Pamela Anderson naked. Uh, a lot of people have seen the sex video that she put out with her husband at the time, Tommy Lee. We, I've never seen it. <laughs> I have never seen the Pamela Anderson, uh, Tommy Lee uh, sex tape. Uh, and I really don't have any interest in, in it. Apparently, Tommy Lee's got a huge wing-wang. Apparently, he was he was driving his boat with it or something. <laughs> I don't need to see a dude's wing-wang that's big enough that he can drive a boat with it. That's when you're going to start, like, I'll start comparing myself to him. Fuck! <laughs> Why can I not drive a boat with my wing-wang? <laughs> the only way... I can drive a boat with my wing-wang is if uh, my wing-wang is in my hands and I'm using my hands to drive the boat. <laughs> no way. Uh, oh, and apparently there's a Netflix documentary about her, Pamela, A Love Story, that's coming out January 31st. Wasn't there already, like, a documentary on uh, Hulu with it, like Tom and Pam or whatever? Tommy and Pam? None of these people seem, uh, none of them seem like people I'd want to hang out with. I wouldn't want to hang out with Pam. I wouldn't want to hang out with Tim. Tim's turned into like a, a relatively conservative person. And uh, long-time listeners know I, I lean pretty left. I like Tim's comedy enough, the, the newer, the older stuff, I mean. But now I'm just like, oh, God, Jesus Christ. You know, anyone who's like, ah, Hollywood, it's all libtards or whatever. I'm like, oh, God, Jesus, why? Why? You can do your own damn stuff, man. And apparently he is. Good for him. I wouldn't want to hang out with Tommy Lee either. They're all, they all just seem like fucking self-absorbed a-holes. Am I wrong? I'm not. I'm not wrong. How much work do you think Pamela Anderson has had done? Do you, how much do you think of her as original parts? <laughs> I think she's been refurbished a couple times. Uh, she might melt if she gets a little too close to candles. I uh, no interest. No interest in meeting any of them. All right, dear Abby. Actually, this is an Ask Amy. Ask Amy. Uh, Long-time listeners know, but if you're a new listener, I find like these Dear Abbies, these Ask Amy's, Dear Annie's. I only read the headline of it, and it piques my interest. And then I read the letter, and then I'll give you my response, and then I'll read Amy, Abby, Annie's, Annie, Annie's response. Ask Amy. I think my granddaughters are only nice to me to get at my... Beanie Baby Collection. Now, all right, everybody. Beanie Babies used to be the shit uh, for a hot minute. I, I honestly don't think Beanie Babies have much value anymore. Uh, so I honestly don't know what these this grandma is thinking. Dear Amy, I'm a, a retired woman living in the northern U.S. I find joining the simple things in life taking walks around my property and collecting things like Beanie Babies, some of which are rather valuable. This is where the problem lies. I have two granddaughters, both in their late teens, who come over from time to time whenever their parents force them. They eye my collection. Instead of seeing collectibles, I'm afraid they just see dollar signs. Uh, okay, well. When their parents first started making them visit me, they were rather reluctant, having an attitude toward me shutting themselves in my guest room and burying themselves in their cell phones. However, when they finally took note of my Beanie Baby collection, things changed. Now when they visit, they are far more cheerful, engaging me in pleasant conversation and helping me around the house. One time they even brought a friend along to look at my collection. 
I would like to believe they are simply maturing in their characters, but a small part of me is afraid they are only being nice to get at my collection. Amy, I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt, but uh, am I being too naive, suspicious grandma? Okay, well, here's a couple things, grandma. One, uh, I don't think kids give a fuck about Beanie Babies. I don't think they look at Beanie Babies as being worth a lot of money. Odds are pretty good that you probably don't own a Beanie Baby that's worth anything. And let's say you did, Grandma. Let's say you do own a fucking Beanie Baby. You got some weird fucking eagle or mouse or whatever. It's worth money. Uh, and even that kind of money, it's not like it's going to be worth $100,000. It'll probably be worth a couple hundred bucks. Um, I don't think the kids are aware of that shit. If, they're, if these are kids, teenagers, that are buried in fucking their phones, I mean, they... Beanie Babies came out way before kid, these kids were even born. I, I don't believe that these kids give a fuck about your goddamn Beanie Babies. Other than they're like stuffed toys. They're stuffed animals. You know, these things behind a glass case? You keep them in boxes? Like, how are they looking at them? Are they playing with them or what? I think Grandma needs to be fucking... Stop being so suspicious because ultimately, too... She doesn't need to give these kids the goddamn Beanie Babies. If you truly believe the kids only want to be friends with you because of your Beanie Babies, fucking sell them. Sell them. And then see what happens. I mean, are you that kind of fucking connected to your goddamn Beanie Babies that you really give a shit? This is, this is a non-problem, Grandma. Just be grateful that they're even fucking paying attention to you at all, want to talk to you. So this is all on you. This is not on the kids. From the information that grandma is giving me, this is all on fucking her, right? If I had grandkids and they came over and they saw my football cards, I'd be suspicious because football cards are worth a shit ton of money. <laughs> a lot. Whatever. All right. Now let's see how uh, she responds. Dear grandma. The whole collectible Beanie Baby phenomenon is either a very weird valuation bubble of sorts or a genuine gold mine, depending on what Beanie Babies you possess and what source you check to determine their value. And ultimately, everybody, you might have a thing that says, oh yeah, this Beanie Baby's worth $300, until you find someone who's going to pay you $300 anywhere. Shit. Your attitude toward your granddaughters is less than ideal. Of course, these teens are interested in this collection of yours. Isn't this something you have in common? You could connect with them by enlisting their help to research the value of some of these specific toys. Questions to ask yourself are, do you view these toys as an investment with plans to try to sell them someday? Or do you simply enjoy the process of collecting? How do you imagine that your granddaughters would get at your collection? Do you believe they're hoping that you will give them some of these collectibles or leave these toys to them after your death? Do you fear that they'll be tempted to take them? I suggest that you choose to see your granddaughters as being like the most valuable Beanie Babies in your collection, in pristine condition, complete with the original tags. If you expressed as much curiosity and interest toward them as you have invested in your collection, then your relationship would be more solid and you might be closer and more confident about their motives today. So, uh, well, uh, she's, Amy's uh, way more wordy and positive than I am, but I think we're on the same page of grandmas just being a suspicious weirdo. The Beanie Babies probably aren't worth shit. And just enjoy the fact that your granddaughters are fucking talking to you. How many of you have grandkids that don't fucking talk to you? All of you. <laughs> All of you. Alright, I saw... I keep seeing Twitter posts about this, and it just kind of fucking, it makes me go, God damn, people are dumb. I see, I've been seeing a lot of these weird posts on Twitter, again, I'm on Twitter more than anything, where uh, people are showing videos of these people who are having weird, like, strange tremor type things, like they have extreme Parkinson or whatever. And they're all saying, like, I was perfectly healthy until I got fucking a vaccine dose and then they're all fucking they're shaking all over the place and it's clearly like this all looks fake as fuck to me and apparently they all have been uh determined to be fake as fuck uh shakes and jitters like that is, is not a side effect of the vaccines 
So even if you're anti-vaccine, all that shit's fake as fuck, please. And there are no kitty litter boxes in high school bathrooms. It's made up shit. But uh, a lot of people are mad. Oh my God, people are mad. Who are they mad at, Stu? Well, uh, people are mad at Pink Floyd. Oh my God, that rock and roll band from the 70s that I used to smoke weed to and listen to their albums. And if you lined it up correctly, you could listen to a fucking Pink Floyd album while watching The Wizard of Oz. Those guys? Yes. The guys that I used to go to the fucking uh, museum and watch like a laser light show? Yeah, those guys. Pink Floyd? The English dudes? Roger Waters? Yeah, fuck. Yes, those guys. Stop. (laughs) Apparently... Uh, it's their 50th anniversary edition of their album, Dark Side of the Moon. All right? It's crazy. Dark Side of the Moon. Fucking crazy, right? Uh, I, 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 and they're gonna they're re-releasing it. The announcement was made by the band on their social media accounts and featured an updated photo of the band's iconic prism and rainbow. And for, for those who don't know, it was uh, like a dark album, and then they got like a triangle... And then there's like white light going through the triangle. And then on the other side, it comes out as like a rainbow. It's been that way since 19 goddamn 73. Okay, right? That's been the fucking cover of the album. Is it anything new? No. Is it pretty cool? Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty iconic. You remember it. I'm not a really huge Pink Floyd fan. I like him enough. But uh, I definitely remember that album. I don't have any of their stuff. It's weird. Of all the shit I have, I don't have any Pink Floyd. So if uh, any of you fucking weirdos who sent me all that cocktail shit want to send me Pink Floyd shit, I'll allow it. (laughs) And if you're new to the podcast, uh, last year or a year and a half ago, I made this big deal about cocktail. I had never seen it. And I watched like half of it on Hulu and I stopped. And then, like, three days later, I went to go finish it. But within those three days, Hulu was like, fuck cocktail, and they took it off. And I wasn't able to watch the rest of it. So I was like, ah, fuck, does anyone got a fucking cocktail VHS tape or DVD I can watch? And uh, I think I now own the the world's largest collection of cocktail shit. I have a cocktail Blu-ray, CD, DVD, VHS tape. Uh, I got a, a book that from Germany, pa- a patch. I got all sorts of cocktail shit, a sign, like a neon sign. It was very funny, but then it got to be too much. It was too much. Uh, a, a lot of people were really happy, excited about it. Um, they've kind of updated the album cover for it, right? Uh, what they did, I mean, like I like I told you guys, originally was just black with the triangle and the white light and the rainbow. Now it's like a black circle with a triangle with the word, the letters five zero in it, and in the zero, it's the rainbow, right? Because it's the fucking rainbow is part of the goddamn original goddamn Pink Floyd shit. But fucking idiots are losing their fucking mind. Because they all think it's like weird wokeness or LGBTQ shit or whatever. It's just so funny. It's so funny. People are commenting and, and fucking complaining about it. And it's just like, are you fucking dumb as fuck? It's been this way forever. Like if you were going to complain... Uh, about it, then you would have to say Pink Floyd was pretty goddamn woke because 50 years ago they had a rainbow on their goddamn fucking album cover. Lose the rainbow, one Facebook user stated. You're making yourself look stupid. Stupid. (laughs) You can easily spot the Pink Floyd fans who ate too many lead paint chips in their youth, uh, joked one user. That's kind of funny. That's pretty funny. Is it... Why? I almost feel like this is a fake argument, too. Like, no one's really mad about it. Like, fans, no real fan of Pink Floyd's mad about it. And it, why Why would anyone give a fuck? Like, 
I don't think Pink Floyd is choosing any kind of sides in any kind of capacity in any of their songs. I think the only side that Pink Floyd is choosing is to fucking smoke more weed and or use psychedelics. One or the other. They don't give a fuck. So stop, stop complaining about shit. If you're going to complain about shit, uh, complain about fucking uh, the price of eggs. <laughs> complain about that! Apparently the price of eggs is skyrocketing. And I know I mentioned a couple episodes ago about the reason for it being uh, like the chicken flu. There's been the pandemic that's just like decimated the chicken population. And that's why like chicken is expensive now or much more expensive now. Eggs are much more expensive now just because there's not fucking, uh, there's a shortage of it. So a lot of people are thinking, oh, I will fucking, I'll, I'm just going to have my own. I will fucking, I'll have a chicken coop in my backyard and I'll raise chickens and there you fucking go. Like, um, uh, listener Chad told me that he's got some chickens. Now, I don't know how long he's been having some chickens, but he's been having some chickens. And I know a lot of people do. There's like a weird thing here in Grand Rapids about ur these urban farms where people will have chicken coops in their backyard. Uh, chickens seem like they'd be kind of loud. Maybe they're not loud if they're just fucking a couple of them. I don't think I'd want to have a chicken as a, like a pet or anything around. They're no, they're, are chickens smelly? I don't know if chickens are smelly. No, either way, fuck, fuck chickens. But a lot of people fucking, they need their eggs and whatever. And so people talk about how they want to have, have them in their backyard. And there's a lot of things that you need to know. Like, it's just not like, hey, I got a dog. I got a wean dog. Hey, I got a cat. And like, the only thing you got to worry about is them like shitting on your bed. Right? This is different. Chickens are different. The CDC is saying some things. They caution parents to keep their children under the age of five away from touching chickens. Older children, parents should supervise their interaction with chickens. Chicks may be cute, but little kids are especially more likely to get sick with salmonella. Salma fucking nilla! Because their immune systems are still developing. Don't kiss or snuggle your backyard poultry. Don't eat or drink around them. Don't touch their shit. Don't eat their shit. Don't look at their shit. Don't lick their shit. Okay. Always wash your hands after touching the chickens or even keep your hand sanitizer outside. So don't touch the chickens. When it comes to handling the eggs, people should collect them right away and not let them sit in the nest. Since they become they can become dirty or break, cracked eggs should be thrown away. Once the eggs are collected, you should use a fine sandpaper brush or cloth to wipe away the dirt. Don't wash the eggs with water because colder water can pull the germs into the eggs. Oh my God, there's too many fucking rules already. When you cook the eggs, make sure the yolk and the whites are firm to again reduce your exposure to salmonella. At the CDC, we want to protect people's health, but we also understand that people have these close relationships with their chickens. We love this animal-human bond. There's just a safe way to do it. So, uh, Chad, hopefully you're good with your eggs. If uh, you do it, hopefully you're good with your eggs. It doesn't say anything about killing your fucking chickens, because I imagine people, a lot of people, like, will raise their chickens to fucking turn them into chicken nugs. <laughs> right? I mean, where do you think chicken nugs come from? They come from fucking chickens. Someone's got to fucking murder that chicken, and that's how you get your chicken nugs. It just seems like too much time and energy. I got my buddy Tom. He, uh, he's he got beehives. He's, he's a fucking beekeeper. And so he's got all these things. And that seems pretty cool, too, but it just seems like a lot of time and energy. I mean, it's probably, it pro probably isn't. It's probably, I'm just lazy as fuck. That's probably what it is. Let me know. I want to, I'm interested in knowing if you've got any livestock of your own, whether it's a chicken or pig or cow or whatever. I'm curious. Let me know. All right, everybody. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I got to go watch some more of The Wire and figure out why I'm watching it. 
So uh, if you guys uh, can do me a solid, go like the Facebook page, like the Twitter page. That'd be sweet. If you guys can check out my uh, T Public store, check out my Macari store. That would be great. I'd appreciate it. Uh, if you can't find the links to either of those places, let me know, and I'll send you the link. I will send you the link, and then you can find some stuff. And if you want to order it through Macari, great. If you want to order it through me, great. Either way, great. I gotta start putting cards up there. I gotta start selling cards. Hmm. Um, and then if you can do the whole rate, review, subscribe, that would be awesome. Apparently, it helps the analytics. Again, I don't understand analytics, but uh, if it helps and you can do it, great. And uh, if you can't do it, great. I, I'm, I'm not gonna complain either way. I appreciate it. And last but not least, do the five things. Long-time listeners know what they are, but if you're new, I'm going to tell you five things. We got uh, ExtraLevelsGaming.com uh, and ExtraLevelsGaming on Facebook. It is a retro video game store in Holt, Michigan. So uh, if you are in the Lansing area and you want to head over to Holt and buy yourself a game of Donkey Kong or whatever, Mario Brothers, whatever, check them out. But if you aren't in that area, still check them out at ExtraLevelsGaming.com. Buy some shit from them. Check out Matt Harper Art on TikTok and Instagram and his Etsy store on Barefoot No, Matt made a whole lot of Bill's Mafia shit uh, for me and some other Bill's Mafia people. Uh, some very cool gnomes. He he's did a bang-up job. I love the one that he made me. It's still sitting. I have it sitting on my stove. It's super cool. So uh, go check out the shit he's got for sale. And then uh, if you don't see anything that you want, let him know. Uh, and he can probably make whatever you want. He, he's got a lot of talent. So it's Matt Harper Art on TikTok and Instagram and Barefoot Gnome on Etsy. That's Matt with two T's. The extra T is for titties. Titties. Check out the Sunday Slaw on Facebook. Adam and Stephanie House, they eat a lot of coleslaw. They've been uh, eating coleslaw for a long time. And apparently that's the secret to a happy marriage coleslaw. So go check him out on Facebook, The Sunday Slaw. Uh, Mr. Midgley has a uh, page on Facebook as well. Uh, Magic JBM, John Brian Midgley, John uh, Brad Midgley, John Badass Midgley. Go check him out, Magic JBM, for all your magic needs. He's doing a lot of cool uh drawings of magicians he does things with lines i don't i don't quite get it he's like this this picture has ten thousand lines in it i'm like what it does did it take you ten thousand hours like i don't this is weird but uh go check it out magic jbm and last but not least bare boards and tables over on instagram Mark has a page for uh, all the wood stuff that he creates, uh, bare boards and table, and then he's got a uh, Macari store as well, too, where he sells his shit. So go check him out, buy some shit from him. That would be Wonderbar. And then I'll remind you guys about the Patreon freebies on Mondays and Thursdays, Patreon every other day of the week, usually. Five bucks a month, that's it. One less ice mocha mocha in your life. It goes to me. Helps me pay my rent, my bills, whatever. So that's it. You guys are great. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow for a Patreon or I'll see you on Thursday for a freebie. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Uh, I'm going to go watch The Wire. See if Omar kills some people. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye.